This is Outside the Round with Matt Burrill, a Rage Rowdy podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Burrill. Welcome back to Outside the Round. And today, a very special guest. A guy we've had as a part of the Rage Rowdy family for quite a little while now. From probably one of my favorite states in the Union, the great state of Alabama, where I've gotten to know a lot of a lot of talented guys, girls eating all kinds of food, chicken gizzards, all <laughs> kinds of shit. And um, he's been blowing up on social media, been doing a lot of cool things, and been playing a lot of our events, and looking very good in the limited edition King Hat right now. We've got our boy Ryan Waters with a broken finger. Yeah. What what the what what happened? It's really great, dude. <laughs> actually, it was a, a hunting accident. Actually, we were we were field dressing an animal, and my buddy slipped through it and cut through the bone in my finger oh man it was great that felt is, really good i is, said some choice words yeah I can that tell is you that. that is some typical like alabama roll tide kind well, of shit which you're roll tide right roll tide but you're from baby. the out but you're from the auburn area i'm about probably an hour south of auburn okay not not too far i actually um i actually grew up loving the auburn campus believe it or not i was an alabama fan my whole life but there's something about the Auburn area that's just Tumor's Corner. It's, it's better. Yeah, there's it's just, just better an energy about Auburn versus Tuscaloosa. It is, and don't get me wrong. Like I love Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I do because, too. I love them both. You know, yeah. I love them both, but just the area of Auburn is beautiful. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, a whole lot of whole lot of country out there. So you've oh, yeah. been. So yeah, last night you played one of our events. You played Rowdy on the Row. We got three days in a row together, bro, which I do fucking love. So I'm we down have for it. we had Rowdy on the Row last night, um, and that which was what a cool round. We closed it out with you, your boy Nathaniel, who can sing his ass off. Nick was like, yeah, Brian uh, was like, yeah, Ryan Ryan's guitar player is going to be playing in this round. He hasn't played around before. And then we're like, damn, he can play guitar and he can sing and he can write. Talk about your boy. Well, you know, it's good. It's good to have somebody behind you. I think that a lot of these artists out here, you know, there's a lot of people that are in in kind of the shadow. Um, But Nathaniel's one of those guys. He writes his own music. Like you said, he's got a phenomenal voice. And I told him last night when we were playing with Shaq Verlaine, I said, these guys don't care. Jump in on it. Play some lead because he can pick the hell out of a guitar, too. Yeah. And he's just, uh, I've been trying to really encourage him to come and do more of these rounds because he's... Just as good, if not better, than I am. You know what I mean? dude, dude, but it, but it's cool to be up there with a buddy who you spend time with on the road. Who's like in your team? Like you guys just seem like you're you're good buddies. It is, and and we were kind of having the conversation last night about how it takes it takes you know certain elements to be a front man in a band. And he was saying he was like, man, I just don't have that. He said, but when I was playing the round with you, I felt confident because i was up there with you and i I play with you you know when we go out on the road and you know i get to see what you do and it it gives me the confidence to come up here and do this and i was like that's pretty cool yeah cool you're like my you're like my son right now (laughs) (laughs) and you know what's weird weird? nathaniel's like i think he's 24 years old that's it yeah i would have everybody think he's like he's like late 30s but he's 24 years old same thing with the shackleford boys you look at Reed Shackelford, they, they everybody jokes around. We Nikki and I have the joke that Riley Green is redneck Adonis, the mm-hmm. Greek god of the South. Reed Shackelford, the the younger brother, is only twenty two years old. Twenty two. Look, looks like he's thirty five. He's like a redneck Tarzan, bro. 
like redneck Hercules. Like he's him. And so that was what was so cool. And I saw that that was what was closing out. I was like, cool. We got Ryan and we got the shackle for the lame boys. And this, this Nathaniel guy sounds like he's going to be pretty good too. Like your boy and the 40 all up there together. That was, was just that was one of the that was probably one of the funnest rounds I've ever played here in town. I will say that like as far as comedic presence and like having like just the room captivated. Yeah. We had it last night. Bro, you got up and stood in the last song. I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah, Ryan is in on this shit. Well, it got to that point where, you know, at certain riders' rounds at the end of the night, everybody's like, All right, this is the last round, you know, we're about to go go out to Red Door, we're about to get drunk, you know. Yeah. And I was like, nah. We're getting drunk here right now. We're about to have a good time. I said, I even, I went a little bit out of character. I was like, stand up. Yeah. And like, we got them though. Well, it's, we got them. Yeah, it's on brand for you because people know you as you, you've got one of the countryest voices you can have singing. It's traditional as hell. It's very great. It's great to listen to. You're one of our favorite dudes in town, but you got this rock side and oh, you've yeah. been taking trips out to the West Coast within your team you've got a great team behind you it seems like the past like six months to the last year things have just kind of been happening and evolving in your world which i want to get to all of that mm -hmm. but i want to kind of want to back up because you have a great story like you come from small town alabama you've had a roller coaster of a life gone through the the being married thing gone through divorce moved up here to nashville was you were doing the thing in alabama and it's just been like a journey for you. So I kind of want to back up. You're okay. you're in your 30s, right? I am. I, I am 30 years old. You're 30 years old. Okay. So you got mm -hmm. like you got when, when's your birthday? June the 17th. June the 17th. Okay. So you're not, you're not like a year and a half on me. I'm, I'm 28. And when did you start like doing music and all? When did Ryan Waters, the the music guy, start? And what were you doing before that? I will say this, and I think that every musician as a whole we probably go through the sl absolute slums of life before we get to where we want right. to go it's a true thing it, it's like and, and with every musician or singer that i talk to here in town we all have a similar story in in the way that uh you know where we've came from point a to point b uh and our, our lives are all very different of course and there's different things that we've went through but we've all went through absolute hell because most people don't understand that as a musician you know, this is what we do all the time. You know, we're writing songs, we're playing rounds, we're playing shows. This is what we do. This is what we love to do. And, you know, regular like nine to five people, you know, which I have a huge respect for because, I mean, I was a lineman. I was actually what you probably didn't know is that when I graduated from Troy University back in 2016, I was a freaking teacher, dude. You were a teacher? I was a teacher. I did not know that. Yep. I don't, I don't talk about it much because it was like two years of my life, and I was like, oh, I ain't doing this What anymore. were you teaching? I was teaching physical education. All right, you would be a hell of a gym teacher. Oh, I was a hell of a gym teacher. They, well, I actually taught, you know where Greenville, Alabama is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I taught been, in I've Greenville. Been through, I've been through Greenville. Taught in Greenville, Alabama one year, and then I taught over in Troy, Alabama another year. But, I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, you know, the kids and stuff, but it, it just wasn't for me. And I always knew, like – coming up that there was something more that I that I was supposed to be doing and back in 2016 when I graduated I actually moved to Nashville in 2014 really and I came up here and I had no clue what I was doing I did the whole partying thing like that's that's all I wanted to do Broadway when I got boy. here I brought my you know my, my bros up here from from Alabama and you know every weekend that they were up here we were getting into some kind of trouble that's back when the Preds were like 
really freaking good oh, too. Yeah. I don't know. You remember the year we went to the Stanley Cup? Yep. So I think that was 2014. I'm not uh, 100% sure on that, but I'm pretty sure it was 2014. But it was one of those years where they, they like shut down downtown Nashville. You know, the uh, the Penguins are in town, and it was just the atmosphere was unmatched. But, you know, it was an eye-opener for me because I was like, I'm living up in Nashville. Rent was still really expensive then, even in 2014, and it's gotten twice as bad now. But I had no idea what I was doing. I never played around when I moved up here in 2014. Like, I was only here, I think, for eight months. And then I just I said, I got to go back and get my degree because I'm barely making enough money to scrape by. You were doing the lineman thing at that point? No, I was I was I was one year from graduating college when I moved to Nashville. I was like, I want to go do me, you know, do music full time. And uh, I got up here, didn't know anybody, didn't have a clue of what was going on. And didn't have my head on the right way. And I ended up moving back, getting my degree, taught for two years, gave that up, and started doing music, you know, on the side. Again, I had been playing. I've been playing since I was 15, 16 years old. But when I got, you know, back back home, I started playing a little bit more, playing anywhere I could. Catfish houses, freaking. I know there was one time, dude, this is, oh, man. <laughs> Braden, if you're watching, this is your fault. This dude booked me. One of my friends booked me at a hot dog stand, bro, in Slocum, Alabama. Slocum, I've been I will never Slocum. forget it. There yep. were there were like five people, <laughs> and it was like one of those things where you could hear a pin drop after you play a song. It was terrible, but I remember thinking like this is this is okay. I love doing this though. I don't care that there's five people here and we're yeah. at a freaking hot dog stand. It was you know it was one of those things. It was like I knew kind of then. Not nearly on the level that I do now, but I knew then that this is what I wanted to do. And I ended up um, getting married, in, uh, of course, in 2020, and I was divorced in 2022. And that, for me, was like my life turned upside down, and it was like, and you know, as, as well as everybody else knows, when you're trying to start over after being married or being with somebody a long time, it's it's difficult yeah. to get back into the groove of things. And I went through a phase where I was like partying a lot again and just not acting my age, just being a freaking idiot. And, uh, actually my, my, my friend that's outside here, Sean, you know, he, he called me one time. I actually moved out to Austin, Texas. You were in Texas. I just, I just left Nashville. <laughs> I just left, dude. I was living here and I just left Nashville and I was going to just give it all up over this girl I just met, right? I was just being stupid, just stupid, young, dumb, and never mind, I won't finish that. <laughs> but anyways, you know, uh, he called me and he was like, dude, you've got a real opportunity to, like, have a career here. And I was like, man, I'm good. I was high as fuck probably, but we won't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they know now, but yeah. anyways, you know, it was one of those things where, like, I had to hit, like, rock bottom before I could, you know, even think about climbing up out of that hole. And it was one of those things where I kind of credit, you know, I am a Christian and I kind of credit, I give the, you know, the good Lord all the credit because even though I was out there doing dumb shit and not paying any attention to my music or my numbers, they were steadily growing. They were going up. We don't know how, don't know why, but, you know, I, I wasn't doing anything on TikTok, Instagram, I wasn't posting anything, but the numbers were going up and then, it was at that point, you know, I kind of broke free out of that situation that I was in. 
I became a, a single guy, moved back to Nashville, you know, tried to get my life together, yeah. especially after the divorce and everything that was had happened in that six-month time span. And I got back, and I said, you know, it's time to, you know, nut up or shut up. Yeah. And I chose to nut up. And I think, you know, that's when we had, we decided to do a cover of Chasing Cars, <laughs> which just absolutely freaking just blew the hell up yeah overnight and then you know the rest is kind of history dude you know we went from i I don't even i can't even explain it we went from like fifty thousand monthlies to it was like it the bit the first big jump was like three hundred thousand and then it went from three hundred to six hundred thousand and you know we're sitting kind of in this this playing field now where we've got you know mddn out of you know out of los angeles you know that's our management team now and we've got we're starting to get the machine together. Yeah. And, you know, you've seen artists, you know artists on the biggest of stages now, and you've seen them right where I'm at right well, now. Dude. And well, even before. Well, your story reminds me of hitting hitting, hitting, hitting rock bottom is, is very important. And yeah. I hit that with my sobriety years ago. And your story reminds me a lot of a guy a guy that I know very well, that you know very well, like, like Trey Lewis, you know? Trey was playing like you were playing hot dogs stands. Trey was playing Moe's Barbecue. Mm-hmm. Trey was playing American Legion. Trey was playing all the all that comes from that same kind of world. And then there comes that that moment where it's like, do I give up? And it's that nut up or shut up moment. Yeah. And he Trey's a, a man of faith as well as which a lot of people don't know, but he's very into that as well. And there there is something to be said for that for that higher power and for mm-hmm. that that plan and just trusting and going all in on that plan and like you said i mean your your story it ties right into that where everything happens for a reason you had to go through the the dive and hit that point to really appreciate all the opportunities that are coming now and good things happen to good people man and you're one of the best guys and i'm not just saying that because we're sitting in here doing this podcast and and sean's sitting out there and all that like you're you're a good freaking dude and all the stuff that's happening right now, man, it's rewarding you for being a good person for that journey. And it's been so cool to watch you grow. And I remember the first time, like many people, the first time seeing you was those videos on, on TikTok. It was those Instagram reels of, of you looking off to the side and then looking and singing that, that chasing cars hook and people being like, Oh shit, this voice, this voice on this guy, who's this Ryan waters guy. And now you've gotten to go out and do shows. You've got music in the tank. You've had good releases since Chasing Cars. Like it's it's all starting to happen, dude. Like what's that whirlwind kind of been like of the last this past year? Like 2023 is going to look back as like the year where the rocket ship started to yeah. take flight, dude. I think I think for me and and probably the same thing for Trey or anybody like the Shackleford boys, any yeah. any anybody that comes from Alabama or comes from really like a southern small town. They, you know, in small towns, there's kind of this mindset of you stay here, you don't leave. Born here, live here, you, die here. You work your, you know, you get up at six in the morning, you work your seven to four, your eight to five, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. That's what you do, you know. Like you said, born here, live here, die here, and it, you know, you're kind of looked at if you leave um, as as a black sheep, you know, when you leave leave town and you you try to go pursue something that, you know to small town folks and even for me when I was growing up that was just a dream that's all that it, that was you know that could never happen for somebody like me but 
you know, I don't want to get too like motivational or anything, but like it's one of those things where if you want something bad enough, you'll you'll do anything to get it. You'll go get it. You'll go get it at the end of the day. And I think as far as music is concerned, did I think that I would be sitting here with, you know, what we have now? Hell no. But it, it took it it honestly took more than obviously just me. It took Sean. It took it took people like you and Nick. You know, people that like that truly believe in what you're doing and your craft. And I, I think that, that a lot of a lot of that goes into the the fact of like you know, we're all the same, you know, when we break it down, like you've been through shit, I've been through shit and we all like, you probably like before raised rowdy, I would assume that like, you were probably thinking, what the fuck am I going to do now? Yeah. You know, like what's next for me? Yep. And you had to hit like some point where you're like, it's time. Like I'm either doing this or I'm not doing it, but you chose to do it. And like, I think it's really cool. Like I've obviously I've been following you guys for a long time too, even before, I was doing music full time, but it's, you know, we've got a brand new freaking album coming out in 2024 that I've never released a full body of work before. So that's going to be sick. You know, 10 brand new songs. That's, that's awesome. But you know, there's just so much like happening right now and it's happening so fast. And in today's age, like with social media and everything that we have going on, it happens like that. Like it literally, it truly does happen overnight. And, you know, that's, that can be the rise and the fall of you. I think that, uh, I think the way we've done it, we have, uh, it's been a slow and steady build instead of just that overnight success. The slow and steady build route, I think, is going to be more beneficial for me because I've been able to go out and play the absolute dog shit shows. Yeah. And I've played the good shows and I've played the mid tier shows. But the thing that I've, um, you know, really like grown in and Sean will tell you and Josh, I think you spoke with Josh oh, last night dude, for the first time. Josh what was, a dude, right? Dude, I had forty minutes talking to Josh last night and I was like, this guy is awesome. And and, and he was one of those things he was like, you know, they they come on probably it's been it's getting close to five or six months ago now that we first started communication with him. And he said, Man, I just saw I saw, I saw the 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 switch flip in you, Ryan. Like and I felt it too. Like there was a certain point where I was like, I have to l- let go. Like I have to become this, I have to become this artist, this face of this band that people are growing to love. And it's, it's been, it's just, it's weird still like seeing people that are like true fans that are like, Hey, sign my baby. Like, <laughs> okay, you know, yeah. I will. But like, that's just it's it's mesmerizing for me because as as a young kid I always thought that I was gonna be a pro baseball player which it didn't happen I did play college baseball okay shouts out LBW but <laughs> <laughs> but no uh you know coming up it it was this is just something that was only a fever dream I di- I didn't think it was gonna happen but here we are and now that I'm here you know. I don't plan on going anywhere anytime soon. Hell yeah. Well, I, I hope you don't go anywhere, dude. Oh, wow. Like we, we love having this community. So talk about Sean real quick um, and how okay. you guys got linked up because he's been a huge champion of yours and somebody that has been in town now and been doing a bunch, wearing a bunch of different hats yes. and somebody that's integral. And it, it's so important to have guys or girls on your team and that 
are all in and on this journey with you, you know, like in the trenches, as I like to say, you know, he's, he's been, he's been just absolutely instrumental, um, you know, in developing me as an artist, you know, he's, he kind of prides himself in developing artists and, you know, taking them from, you know, this level of, you know, they have talent to, I, you know, I know I have it and how to use it. And, and he's just, he's been, First and foremost, he's been a just an absolute gem of a friend, and I think in this town, you know, a lot of a lot of this town is 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 really based upon friendships and who you who you meet and who you're who you're talking to, and it's it's about like showing someone that you really care. Yeah. Like this guy, I'm telling you, there's not a day that goes by that we're not. It could be like two in the morning, and he'll text me and he'll be like, "Man, I got an idea for this song." And I'm like, it's two o'clock in the morning, right? <laughs> nah, I'll, I'll drop everything that I'm doing. If I'm up and we'll, he's the same way. Like we've, we're, ne- we're never, we're never stopping. We, yeah. do, we don't stop, you know, we'll sleep. It's, it's like a, we'll sleep when we're dead kind of mentality. And he's like, Nick has your back. It's, it's one of those, it's good to have somebody in your corner that will, you know, absolutely walk through the fire and flames for you. And he knows that I'm the same way for him. And it's one of those things where, like, like, like a songwriting from a songwriting perspective, it was like when me and him get in a room, we can write, you know, hella good songs. And then we started sprinkling in people like Alex Maxwell, Brian Frazier, you know, people that were like, that are all part of the Ray's Rowdy family. And, you know, I feel, you know, pretty confident in saying that I'm part of that family yes, now, too. I yes, love being a yes. part of it. And it's, it's, and it's garnered me so many, you know, relationships just just being with you guys. And like I'm playing on the round with y'all tomorrow night too. Oh, dude, That's gonna yeah. be absolutely <laughs> a shit show. That's yes, gonna be fun. Yes, yes. But uh, you know, Alex, Alex, uh, he texted me a couple days ago and he was like, Hey man, you wanna you wanna be on this round? And before I just said yes. And I was like, fuck man, my fingers broke. How am I gonna do this? <laughs> so I was like, Sean, you got to come play the round with me. You got to yeah. play guitar. And he's like, I'm there. And, you know, that's that to me, you know, having his friendship, you know, not only his friendship, but like dude's a hell of a good producer. Yes. Hell of a producer. I mean, all of our videos that we do as far, you know, our videography, any recordings, if if we were to do a podcast, he would do it. Like he's, yep. he is a mastermind um, behind, you know, everything that, that we, we do. Yeah, so and how was that initial connection made? Like, how'd you guys first get linked up? So I was actually, this was, this was back in 2018. I was interning at Brantley High School in um, Alabama. And I gave him a call. I saw an Instagram ad for Hey World Studios. And I, I just called it. I'm out here at baseball practice. It's just, it's like 3.05. All the, the guys are getting ready. You know, we're about to have baseball practice. And I call him. I'm like, hey, man, um, I got this song called Wife Up that, you know, I really want to record. I've, I've had to that point, I'd recorded a couple things in Nashville that were just the product was not good. It was just horrid, just just really bad. And I said, dude, I've been burned a couple times. I've spent a lot of money already, you know, but, you know, I want to record this song. I think it's really good. And. I ended up bringing it to him, and I'll I'll tell you this. I remember, I remember getting the first mix back of it, 
And dude, like I teared up. I was like, that sounds like it could be on the radio right now. And that's, that's like what I've been, that's what I wanted to hear, you know, this whole time. And from that point forward, you know, we obviously kept contact. I got married, life happened, things got in the way. And it wasn't until about, I'd say 2020, 2021, like, um, that we started, you know, recording and releasing a single every now and then again. Um, and then of course, when I started the, the marriage started getting rocky and I went through that, you know, divorce, we started like, he was such a friend to me. He was like, just get in the studio. Let's, let's take your mind off that. Let's write some good music. Obviously this hell of a bad situation you're going through right now is going to garner some really good songs, which it did. Yep. You know, that that's a funny thing. Like when you go through absolute hell, you get some of your best music. Then. Absolutely. And, uh, I kind of look at it now like doing pretty good now, you know, <laughs> but you know, it was one of those things where, um, security was, was, was better in that situation. And people, people, like I said earlier, like they're not used to taking big risks and chances in small towns. And that was one of the biggest things that I think that, that she couldn't get over was the fact that I was taking a risk. Yeah. She couldn't get over that. Betting on yourself. And I, you know, even after that, there were times where I was like, Am, did I make the right decision? Like, I'm, I'm barely making ends meet. Like, what, what's going on? I'm, I'm not making any money. Like, I've quit my job now. Like, I've moved to Nashville. I, and when I moved to Nashville, I had not a dollar to my name. I didn't have any money. I had a suitcase full of clothes I had a freaking big deer head. <laughs> and I was like, where am I going to hang this bitch? I ain't got nowhere to live yet. Yeah. And like Sean, I, I lived with Sean like two weeks. Like I was, I was staying down in his studio. We had a little cot laid out and I was just living there being just a bum for like two weeks. But every day I would wake up and I was like looking for an apartment. I was looking for something and I was, I would go and play this crap show somewhere just to make, like I'd make money. And I ended up making just enough money. I ended up getting this lease with this place um, that I'm still currently at right now, but I made just enough money for the first month's rent. And I I have not looked back since. From that point forward, it was like grind, 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 fine, fine, fine. Get anything you can to make it to the next month. And before you know it, you know, we released a couple songs that went viral for us. And then we were hitting the road you know, we're playing Morgan Evans, Chase Matthew. We were, we were we were out there with guys that are doing the damn thing now. Yeah. And, you know, we started, you know, becoming respected. And they're like, hey, this guy's this guy's here to stay, you know. Like, he's not just a flash in the pan. He's got some pretty good shit. And, you know, we've built that. And now, now that we're here, dude, like, obviously, I don't want to ever go back to that. So I'm going to constantly... You know, I think as as people, me and you, are constantly thinking of ways to grow what we have now. Yeah, absolutely. There, there is never a day that goes by where we're like, we want to go backwards. Yeah. Only forwards. So, that's enough of my soapbox, I guess. <laughs> no, dude. I, I fucking love it, man. I love it. What, what was... 
what was that first opening date like? Like who'd you who was that first that first tour with? Was that Morgan or was the, that the where? first date that I had? It was actually a date we were in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and we got a show with Morgan Evans. Was that the intersection? It was at the intersection. Dude, I fucking love and, that. And I place. love I the freaking intersection. I like Grand Rapids a lot. That's a cool It's just a really cool city, dude. Yeah, it's just one of those Midwestern towns where it's it's blue collar. People mm-hmm. love music, and the intersection is a is one of those cool rooms where you have multiple rooms. So was that was that in like the main? Room? We was were that downstairs. We were in the midsection, and I think which what is that called? Is it elev? No, yeah, elevation is the top. Isn't it? Yeah, there's elevation. There's the stash, which is like the smaller like bar room. Can't think of the middle one. There's like the one in the basement, and then there's the stash, and then there's like the the big one. It was the mid tier one. It okay. was the one before elevation. It wasn't the stash, but it was the one right in between those. Okay. And of course, it was a packed house. And I'll never forget that moment. You never forget moments with artists like that. Of course, I was just coming into the fold. I yeah. was just getting my feet wet and everything. And I remember walking in, and I was. It was actually the next day, dude. That they that their divorce was announced. Oh wow! Yeah, what a time to be the out next with, day with Morgan Evans. But I remember going back there, and there were three dressing rooms, in in this uh, particular part of the intersection. And um, actually, elevation is the mid. The intersection is the yeah. top. Yep. Okay. So that's what it is. Yep. It was elevation. And we go back there, and one of the stage managers and the guys that are working back there, they were like. Every room had Morgan Evans on each door. I was like, shit, where am I going to put my guys? Like, we were at a bus. Like, what are we going to do? Go sit in the bus. And uh, so Morgan comes out, and he's like, hey, man, uh, what's up? And, like, we started talking. He was like, y'all, y'all take this room. He moved his entire team. He had, like, six, six, seven guys in there with him. He moved into another room and gave us his room. Wow. And I was like, I really like this guy. Yeah. This, this is a cool dude. And that was just one of those moments for me where I was like, he didn't think he was, he wasn't too big for me. And like, he, he showed me like, you know, humility and what a cool dude. Made me want to freaking go to Australia and dance with kangaroos. I don't know, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what's going on here? Uh, but he was a really cool guy, put on one hell of a show. And that was the first show for us that I was like, there, this, there's no doubt. This is what I want to do. Because he, you know, of course, it was a sold-out show. And, man, there's something about those you never forget. You never forget your you never forget your first time. Yeah, dude. That's that's like me. I remember my first time selling merch with um, with the Muscadine guys. And I went to my first show with them was at Sidetracks R.I.P. in Huntsville, Alabama. And um, just and I was just at the merch sale, but I was like, "This is fucking cool." Because you know what Alabama is so good about supporting its its local mm-hmm. its local guys. So being in northern Alabama with the Muscadine guys was was wild, and I'll never forget that first weekend of Huntsville and then Macon down at the Crazy Bowl. And yeah. I was like, "This I like being on the road. This is what I want to do." And then being out with Trey, you know, yeah. I got to got to see a lot of cool shit doing that. There's something about the the road life, and you're just at the right now at the starting point of when booking's going to be happening, and like you're going to be 2024, you're going to be gone a lot of weekends, but it, you're going to be playing your songs. Yep. You're not covering. You're going to have some covers in there. Everybody does, but like you're going to be playing songs that you create that you're going to be able to tell your story and people are paying money and buying your t-shirt and doing all that stuff, dude. It's a crazy thing to think about from where you started to where you're at now and where you're going to. 
and it, it's it's also crazy, you know, like our set, like the the covers that we do have, we released. Yeah, you know, like it's it's like we've you know we've obviously we've got this Shania Twain cover coming out in December. Dude, that's just, dude, that's that's been getting some hype too, right? Oh my lord, it's it, I, I think it's gonna be. I think it has a chance. Like chasing cars was obviously huge for us, but this song is is got a chance to be even bigger because you know. It's right in the line of like it could be a wedding song, it could just be a love song, and and like, don't get me wrong, like Shania's the queen, like she 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 that's her song, yeah, through and through. But like we did something with it, like my voice did something to it that just like when people comment on it or they they make a comment on it, they're like, it just sounds country now, just sounds so freaking country when you sing it, like, and I was like, that's that's a compliment, you know. I'm from South Alabama, of course I'm country, but um. When I met those Shackleford Lane boys, oh, dude. let me just tell you, <laughs> I'm country, but they make me look not country. Dude, they're, they're, Jesus. they're from, their family's been farming cotton and soybeans for generations in Autogaville, Alabama. They got like thousands of acres, dude, and it's, they're in their own world down there, dude. It they is, are. It is crazy, and those boys are, are as country as it gets, but that's what excited me about you guys yep. being on the same round last night, because I was like, I know you guys have heard of each other, maybe met in passing, but having you boys on stage together, I knew it was going to be something special and i look forward to you guys writing and creating together because you guys come from that similar similar background and yeah those boys when they play that that honky taunt that first song <laughs> last night in the room's like what the fuck <laughs> yeah I didn't, I didn't know where they were going they said we've got a song called deep in it i was like this oh, is gonna be this yeah. is gonna be interesting and then it was it took a turn for me it was like being deep in the bible i was like that's a hit song yeah. right there like look like these guys are they're the real deal. I really, I really enjoyed hanging out with them. I actually got to go to Red Door with them for a little oh, bit. Oh, Red afterwards. Door, Red Door with the Shackleford boys and Nikki T. That oh, is man. a that is a Red Door adventure I, right there. I walked in and Will was like, "Man, you ain't gonna believe this, man." I was like, "What is it, Will?" He goes, "They got Coors Banquet on draft." <laughs> he said, "We ain't got this back at Talkville." I said, "I ain't got it, Lavert either." I promise you. I thought that was awesome, dude. They're they're a good group of guys. I actually got to meet. Uh, you know, when you're when you're in Alabama, there's such a, a really it's a small music scene. It you think it's huge with you got you know you got Riley and you got all these guys Muscadine that are just absolutely tearing up the scene, but then you got these people that are that are huge in Alabama that haven't like quite broken that mold yet. But like if you go to a show in Alabama, it's packed out. Yeah, like Blaine Rudd for example. Oh, bro, and he's up here now. He and moved had, up here. Had never met him until. Two weeks ago when I did that round with you guys, he was playing the round after me. And uh we we got to meet, got his number, and I was like, Let's ride, dude. You know, cause like we're we're all we're just Alabama boys. And that was the same thing with the Shackleford Lane boys. It's like, let's do this shit. Let's yeah. get in the riders room. Let's write shit that's like personable to us because we're from the same state. We've been through the same shit. We're cut from the same cloth. We like to hunt, fish, you know. We like all that shit. Let's put it together. Let's put our heads together and make some killer music. Yeah, and I dude. think we will. And it is such a such a supportive scene. I think. I mean, every every local scene has like its 
its local like clicks within it. Mm-hmm. But that's something that Georgia's been doing so well for years with the guys from South Georgia, like your your Swindells, your Luke Bryans. Now you yep. see like your Trey Landons, your Dylan Marlowe's, your your Brian Fuller's, like the guys and girls that come out of that Georgia scene. I think Alabama's right there with it. Yep. Whether it's folks from the center part of the state, the Birmingham crowd, or it's the guys and girls from a little bit a little bit lower in Alabama, mm-hmm. like the Muscadine guys, yourself, Shackelford, Ella, Tyler Braden. Like there's so many so much talent that comes out of there. And there's so many of you guys and girls up here now. Dude, I can remember, man, I can remember when when I was this is when I first had made an Instagram account. This was like twenty twelve. I can remember hearing this guy posting covers. I followed him. He was he was from the Montgomery area. And I was like dude, this guy's voice is just fucking phenomenal. And it was Tyler Braden. Yeah. And I was like, he he, start, he, he wrote this song, Little Red Wine, I yep. think. And I was like, man, that is freaking awesome. And then now, like, to me, I will say this, I get asked all the time, like, who's who's some of your favorite, you know, artists right now? Who's He's one of them, dude. Yeah. His voice is phenomenal. At the top of my list is Cameron Marlowe, though. Oh, dude. I'm a big Cameron Cam Marlowe fan, shit. dude. He's such a good dude. He's such a good dude. I, f- I first had him on the podcast. He was part of our our COVID days in 2020. Mm-hmm. We had we had Cameron right as he signed his deal and was really getting going. Just a phenomenal voice, and it's it's he's one of those guys where you can't find a bad song on his record. Yeah, he could sing the phone you know? book and it'd be a hit. Exactly, dude. <laughs> and exactly. I think you're I think you're right up there. Honestly, well, honest to God, and that's something people people say like like the the covers the co- like the covers that you put out. The thing is, they're, they're covers, but I think they're mm-hmm. just a, a different perspective and a different take because you make it your own. Like Chasing Cars, great song. The original is awesome, but your version, you make it a Ryan Waters song. Well, there was, with the Shania track. I could just, I remember I actually sat down in the studio with Sean and we were we were at this point where we had a you know a couple viral videos, viral success on songs. And um, we were like, what's next? And I said, dude, I really, I think we should do this cover of Chasing Cars. I've been playing it on lives a lot lately, and people are just, they're going crazy over it. And he was like, yeah, I don't think that's the move. And then I said, let me let me just sing it. And I was like, we do it all. He was like, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. We're doing that. It's the face we all had. What was that? <laughs> We're doing that. Like, I'll do that with you. And we, we got in the studio and did that. And, like, I remember the first like mix we got he was probably pissed at me but the first mix we got of it i went out and sat in my car i had like a blue jean jacket on i was sitting there and i was like if you're a fan of chasing car i don't remember exactly what i said but i was like you know let me know if if i should release this this country version of chasing cars here we are now that's that's the most viewed video like i've ever had 17 freaking million it's insane isn't it it's just absolutely insane but you know i i had no idea that it was going to have that kind of impact, but here we are, here we are. And it, who would have known, you know, some of, some of the best, in my opinion, some of the best, um, songs of our lifetime are cover songs. If you think about it. Yeah. I mean, there's, when, when you think of, I will always love you, you know, you think of Whitney Houston, you do. Yeah. It's Dolly Parton's song, but you think Whitney Houston. Same, because, same thing with Tennessee whiskey. Exactly. You think Chris Stapleton. Right off the gate, what what was the what was the Nine Inch Nails song that Johnny Cash did? Was it Hurt? I think I was Hurt. Yep. That's what, like I think of Johnny Cash when I when I think of Hurt, and it's it's one of those things where I think you're not necessarily trying to take away from that artist. You're just you're, you're putting your own spin on it, your own perspective, and I think that 
you know, my voice being this deep Southern accent country boy, like that's what made chasing cars so cool. It's what's making, you know, you're still the one so cool. Um, and let me just tell you, there are freaking thousands of covers of you're still the one. Yeah. Literally. I was, I got on freaking uh, Spotify the other day. I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> if we get to the top of these, like we're doing really good because there's yeah. some heavy hitters like Teddy swims did a cover that was just absolutely phenomenal. Um, got a guy named Jonah Baker that I, that has a phenomenal voice. He actually was going to record a few songs with Sean. Um, but he's, he's got a phenomenal voice. Like, there's so many good covers of the song, but the one thing that I noticed is that that low register that I bring to the table kind of it it, it changed it. Yeah, it changed it completely. You, you want to have something, and Nikki and I talk about this too. Like, you want to have something that when you when you hear like the start of a song, you hear that voice, you're like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a Ryan Waters song. Like, you know who it is when they're when they're singing. You see it with all kinds of all kinds of people, dude. And Something that's been wild for you and, and having the team that you do both here in Nashville and out in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Now, how did all of that stuff come to be? Because I met Josh last night and I got his side of the his side of, of the story and how all that's and what an interesting dude, mm-hmm. a good dude who has seen it everything. all. He's seen everything. He's been a part, an integral part of so many different scenes over the last 25, 30 years. It was funny. He was asking me, he's like, how old are you, Matt? And I'm like, 28. I was born in 95. He's like, that was the year I graduated high school and started doing music (laughs) stuff. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, he was around for, like, the Woodstock 99 stuff, the Mm -hmm. Warp Tour, obviously all all the good Charlotte stuff that his brothers were doing, and, like, just seeing so many different things. How How do you end up in that world? Funny story there. I actually, I was sitting at home. And um, I got this DM from a guy named Benji Madden. And I was like, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know who it was. Yeah. I had no clue who it was. And, I, and he was like, man, I love your music. I want to hop on a phone call. I want to discuss some things. I, th- I think that we could have a future together. You know. And I was like, I don't know who this guy is. But he's verified and he's he's got a huge following. Like, whatever. So I go in the studio that day and I'm talking to Sean. And I was like, hey, man. This guy named Benji Madden messaged me and wants to hop on a phone call or a FaceTime. And he goes, Benji Madden. And I said, yeah, who is that? And he's like, only like half of Good Charlotte that is like <laughs> one of the biggest alt-rock bands of all time. And I was like, or pop-punk you know, bands of all time. I was like, Good Charlotte, like the anthem Good Charlotte? And he was like, yeah, those guys. And it, it was one of those things where I was like, how did he find me? Well, funny story. He found me because of the chasing cars video. And he said, the, the funny thing is he says, I don't, you know, I don't use social media a whole lot. He said, I don't get into the whole reels or TikTok. uh, you know, TikToks. I don't, I don't watch them frequently, but he said it was about two o'clock in the morning. I was sitting in my house and he said, your video of chasing cars popped up on my phone. And he said, I heard your voice. And I was like, and this is this is what he said. He goes, he said, that guy's a star. And I was like, you said that about me? <laughs> that's that's awesome, dude. And uh, you know, we went out to Los Angeles, and um, we first went to Vegas, and we got to see the When We Were Young Fest, which let me just tell you, bro, what the fuck was incredible. There, I was like two feet, Lil Wayne's walking by. <laughs> With a huge blunt, bigger than him, walking by me. And I'm like, 
Oh my God. I could, I could touch him right now. I would get body slammed, but I could touch him right now. And it, it was cool. He went out there with good Charlotte. They killed it in front of a hundred thousand people. Like it was insane. I've never seen anything like it before. You know, we got to see green day and we got to see simple plan and all these guys that like I've grew up listening to. And Sean, that, that they were like, they were what he, you know, that was what he wanted to do when he was coming up was be like those guys. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, of those elements uh, of that style of music in, in my music now. You know, you get some, some pop punk beats in what I do. And you're like, this kind of tickles my ear, like really cool. Like this, this country ass voice and this, like what is going on right now? I really like this mixture yeah. of things. And, um, it was one of those things that, you know, we went to Vegas, had a blast there. The next morning we're on a, a plane trip to LA and before you know it, we're eating sushi and Joel Madden's in front of me and Benji Madden's across from me as well. And we're just shooting the shit, talking about life. And, and you're talking about two of the most, just absolutely down to earth human beings. Like we could, they could hold a conversation like me and you were holding right now. That happened to be rock stars. That happened to be mega rock stars. I mean, I was like, Benji, you're married to freaking Cameron Diaz. That's pretty awesome, right? <laughs> he's like, yeah, it is. It's pretty great, you know. But uh, just, just awesome guys. Um, it, it, it's just. It's so like, I don't know, it's eye-opening for me. Like I was on I was on a bus, like we were in Vegas and we were headed back to to like eat this like really fancy dinner. And you know, I'm used to like your fried chicken in Alabama, like the chicken shack in Laverne. I don't know yep. if you've ever heard of oh, it, yeah. but the chicken shack back in Laverne. But um we were going to this really it was like a almost like a it was underground. It was like a nightclub. Like you got a singer on stage with like the stand up bassist. You got the whole thing. It's like burlesque. You ever seen that? Like yeah. dancing and singing. It was really cool. And we're, we're in this bus headed there. And I'm, I have this conversation for 10 minutes with Nicole Richie. And I'm like, what is life right now? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. And then Sean's like, man, I'm not going to lie. My highlight of the night is making Hillary Duff laugh. <laughs> He was like, he made some kind of dumb joke and she thought it was hilarious. And I was like, you will forever be able to say you made Hillary Duff laugh. That's pretty cool. But no, it's, it's like, you know, when we were there though, you have to, you have to flip a, flip a switch and hit a certain gear and like, and think like you deserve to be here, dude. You deserve to be here as, as much as any of these people do. Like you're, you've got a long way to go. Obviously these people have had, you know, 20, 25, 30 year careers and that's what you that's what we dream of having right yeah. we want to have that same kind of success and i think that the way we're doing it building it slowly brick by brick and and laying just a absolutely phenomenal foundation down is going to is going to ultimately lead us to those 25 and 30 year careers dude that's wild man yeah i remember when i first met you i think it was at ella's release party Mm -hmm. Was when I first met you, and Lane Flournoy was like, "You gotta meet, you gotta meet." You know how Lane is. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got to meet, meet, meet this guy. You got, you got to meet this guy, bro. You got to meet this guy. He's, he's next out Alabama. You got to meet this guy. <laughs> and then we had you on around not long after that, and to see where things have progressed from then back in like the summer, like springtime to to now, dude. It's awesome, man. It, it's crazy too because you see you see so many overnight successes, and some of those that are just doing still absolutely big things you know 
one of the things, you know, that, that Sean did early on, you know, he, he actually recorded Bailey Zimmerman's first song, Never Coming Home. Oh, wow. And, you know, that was back during, I believe that was in 2020 during, you know, the COVID year. And, you know, Never Coming Home blew up on TikTok. And the the rest is kind of history. You know, he's one of the biggest artists. You know, I'd say he's in the top five now, yep. you know, and just heavy hitters. And, you know, of course, Sean got the, you know, to record Chase as well on, on the come up, Chase Matthew. And, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things where he's always told me, like, you know, I feel like you're going to you're going to do you're going to do something big. And, you know, and I think every artist struggles with this. I, I've been at points before where I was like, why am I not doing that? Why, why, are, why are people in front of me doing this and why am I not? But that's that's where you you lock you chain yourself up is when you start thinking about what everybody else is doing, yeah. you lose sight of what you're doing. Dude, it's so important to put the blinders on. And it's like they teach you in AA, like, it's identifying, not comparing. You exactly. know, it's everybody's path is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I think I wouldn't have it any other way. I would go through the absolute shitstorm of that part of my life that I did again in order to get where I'm at now. I would go through hell again just to get here. Because I, I think... It, it not only had a positive impact on my music uh, career and, and journey, but on me as a person, like, dude, I've, I've transformed into yeah. just what I feel like, you know, a couple of years back, I was like, I didn't know who I am. Like, what's my identity? And now I do. I know who I am as a person and as a, as a singer or musician, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and that's, that's a good feeling to have, which I know you probably went through a similar thing. You probably went through a phase where you were like, what am I doing? Yeah. What the what's wrong with me right now? Yeah. And then you you hit this point where you're like, I'm good now. Yeah. I, I, I like my life right now. It's great. And yeah, uh dude. absolutely. Obviously there's still there's still things that are gonna get in the way and be be a damn hassle at times, but you can combat them a lot better now than we could then. Absolutely, dude. For sure, man. For sure. So what are some goals now looking in work? It's crazy. We're at the end of 2023, bro. Like it's crazy that this dude. year and yeah, getting into 2024, big release to close out this year. And what are some of the things we have to look forward to going into the, the year 2024? Well, um, one of the first things that I want to happen is for the tide to win the national championship. Yeah. Let's yeah. That would be great. Yep. The, the power <laughs> of the sec with the selection committee, bro. Yeah. You lucked out with that. There are some, uh, some less than uh, happy people. I will say that in the States of Florida and Georgia right now, you had uh, to, you had to like, I'm not going to put you, your feet to the fire here, but if you look at, you know, who we've played versus who they've played, no doubt, they had a phenomenal season. Yeah, they're thirteen and zero, great. But would that team beat Alabama on a neutral side? Yeah, I don't no. know. But then it's like, but then <laughs> I it's don't like, think so. Then it's like, what do you? But you so, can't. You, it, you don't know it, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, then it's like, how important is the regular season? How important is exactly. winning your winning your conference championship? It's just four, four teams isn't enough. Yeah. You know. Well, plus we'd all love more football. I really thought that this year, and, and I know that they couldn't do it. But how cool would it have been if they would have been like, if they would have held an emergency meeting and they're like, hey, we're going to let six teams in this year? Because these, two, I really do believe this is just me. And I'm a Bama fan. This is coming from a Bama fan. Georgia's one of the four best teams. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They were in it all year. No doubt. Yeah. Would Georgia 
probably beat a Washington? Probably. Be very close, yeah. It'd be very close, but I think they would edge them. Yeah. Would Georgia probably beat a Florida State? Probably. We'll see in the Orange Bowl. Yes. But, like, I, I think that both of those teams, including Florida State, deserved to be in. Alabama just happened to win at the right time. And then you even have you even have a one-loss Ohio State team. Yep. That was a really good fucking team. Exactly. Like, the, I think the top ten, dude, like – you put a team like Ole Miss up against a team like Florida State, like that's a hell of a game. Yep, I feel or, like, or even a team like Oregon, who who just their only losses were to Washington, and they were both close. They were both pretty. I got good a games. question for you because this has been kind of weighing on my mind. This is a, this is a football question. If Alabama wins it all this year, do you think Saban retires? I've been saying there's a path to Dabo going back to Alabama. I've been saying this for a long time, and my my girlfriend Aaron's brother uh, Chris is a huge Clemson fan, so mm-hmm. he hasn't liked me saying it. But at the same time, he's also like Dabo doesn't really believe in the transfer portal like the other people do. He's kind of behind the times with that. Yeah. I mean, Saban's in his seventies. Could happen. He's in his seventies. He'd be a hell of a commentator. He'd be. He's. I mean, what more? What What do you give the guy that has everything that's been making that's been making tens of millions of dollars the last ten years? You know. One of the things you notice about sports, though, is is any of those like mega superstar coaches that are just like known as the goats, the greatest of all time. You know, uh, Saban, for example. Like, if you look at somebody like Paul Paul Bear Bryant, it wasn't long after he passed. I mean, it wasn't long after he gave up coaching at, at Alabama that he passed. Yeah, same thing, same thing it, with Joe Paterno. And it's yeah. like when these guys give up what they've only, you know, this is the only thing that they've known for pretty much all of their lives. It's like they, they lose, you know, what they were. That was their will to live, like yeah. football. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But it it's the same crazy. thing. It's, it's, it's with music and everything. It's like when you get to a certain point and you get some age on you, it's like, it it happens like when you're not doing what you love anymore. So I hate to see Saban go. I'm not saying he's gonna pass. <laughs> yeah, don't say <laughs> if that. If he retires, I'm saying like, you know, I would love to see. Obviously, Alabama fans would love to see 10, 15 more years out of him, but that's not gonna happen. No, but I would no. say you guys have a really good chance, and it's Alabama against Michigan. It's a classic matchup, and then Texas Washington, and then maybe you have that Texas Alabama rematch. I want to see it. That'd be going into Texas, coming into the SEC next year. Oof, what a way it. to set all of that up. Have you seen that though? Like the 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 new East and the new West. Oh yeah, dude. I'm in. Wow. I grew up a Virginia Tech fan. We're about to have, I think, Cal and somebody else in the ACC that's on the West Coast. It's not even the Atlantic Coast Conference. It, it's because Coast of the Pac-12 team. is like yeah, this no is the more. last year of it. Which how cool would it be for Washington to win the Pac-12 gets a national title finally in the yep. BCS playoff in the era. last in the last <laughs> showing of the in, Pac-12 in their, that in we their see. last dance. So Bama winning it all. That's on your list of how you want to kick that's off. That's on my list. Um, I really want to kick off 2024, you know, boots on the ground, um, touring heavily. Um, we're, we're fixing to get a pretty, pretty good booking agent here in town. Um, of course, MDDN is setting all that up yeah. out of Los Angeles. They've got some, obviously some connections over the years in the, the booking side of things. Um, but I, I really want to tour heavily this year and I want this album, you know, you know, one of the things that I've strived for in every song that we've put out is to make music that means something to somebody. Yeah. And I want every, every whether it's 8, 10, or 12 songs. We don't know what we're going to get yet. We know at least 8. But no matter how many songs are on this album, you know, I want for it to 
you know, these songs to all mean something in some way to somebody. And I think they will. There's, you know, we, we got to play a few of them last night yeah. and people, they were like, wow, this is, this is going to be some heavy hitting shit. Like when it don't, I don't know if you remember yeah. that, that first one from last night, but it's, it's, it's going to be a really good one. That one's actually the one that we wrote with, uh, Alex and Brian going to be a really good song there. And then bloodstream, man, yeah. the, the whole alt rock vibe, you know, Three Doors Down meets Creed meets Ryan Waters. Like, what yeah. the hell is this, you know? Yeah. Uh, we've got some really cool stuff, though, man. It's just, there's a lot of stuff I want to see happen in 2024, but if anything, um, if we grow, I'm good. If we grow even a little bit, I'm good. Um, but obviously, I, I want to I play a stadium at some point in my career, in my life. I want to play a stadium. I want to tour the world. I want to be, I want to be everything that, you know, I've only dreamed of as a kid. Yeah. So. Hell yeah, dude. That's what I want. That's a good, good little wish list to have on there. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of that stuff is, is attainable and we cannot wait for the new music. Now, when does the, um, the next release drop? The next release is December 12th. And that okay. is our Shania Twain cover of you're still the one that okay. we're obviously really stoked about. So that'll be, that'll be out by the time this podcast comes out. Exactly. So I'm excited to, I'm excited to, to hear that. And, See what that does for you, man. And honestly, I'm thankful for your friendship and your brotherhood and your you, Sean, Josh. The, the whole team is like family to us, and we really appreciate. And it, it's guys like you that make it so enjoyable for Nikki T and I to do what we do with Ray's Rowdy because we say we're four fans by fans, and we're we're very we're we're pro artists, and we want to see good guys and girls and, and acts that we believe in succeed and do what they want to do and anything we can do to help along the way. That's what we're that's what we're here for. We're here to tell people about shit that we think is cool and just be good ambassadors to the community and big parts of the scene here in Nashville. And you're a huge reason why we do what we do, guys like yourself. So means the world to have you on this podcast. Was this one of the first podcasts you've done or have you done a few already? This is actually the very first one I've ever done. This is the first podcast ever. The very Fuck first one. Yes. I love, I love that. We very love, first one. We love popping pod cherries, man. <laughs> we love popping pod I was pod about cherries. to make the joke, but I was like, Matt's probably going to I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm always good for that. Now, if people aren't following you already, where can they go? To they can go Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. It's all at Ryan Waters Band. Um, and yeah, that's that's the three platforms that we spend uh, most of our time on. Of course, we have YouTube as well. Yeah. Which is also at Ryan Waters Band, which we're trying to grow heavily because YouTube is, is huge. Yeah, and um, they got they got money to pay you. Oh with, yes, uh, with monetization on YouTube. Is monetization huge. on YouTube Shorts. If you're not doing that, you're doing it wrong. Like you're doing it way wrong. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's at Ron Waters Band on everything, and you know, let's 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 continue to build it together, guys. We got the website. We also have uh, it's it's RonWatersBandOfficial.com. If you want any merch, there's merchandise yes. on there. There are our tour dates that are coming up. And any information as far as music and um, anything you want to know, our bios on there. If you want to get to know me and uh, my team a little bit more, you can figure it out on there. Hell yeah. Cool. Well, y'all be sure to check out our boy Ryan Waters. Um, You're Still the One I Want is out now, along with a bunch of other great songs and releases that Ryan has been putting out and just absolutely crushing. And y'all be sure to follow him if you are not already. Um, appreciate you guys and girls uh, following along with what we've been doing here 
at Outside the Round. Shout out, of course, Welltail Media, Saxman Studios, our boy Mitch Wallace with the Digital Marketing Agency. This is actually going to be our, our last episode for a little while because we're getting ready to go into a brand new podcast studio. We've signed the lease and we're building out Ray's Rowdy headquarters Hell down the yes. street uh, here in Hermitage. Um, so we're going to be taking a little break from podcasts and couldn't think of a better guest to have to close out this this era to get into the new one um that we're doing but y'all stay tuned for updates follow raised rowdy follow what we do at outside the round um and visit raisedrowdy.com for more like rate subscribe of course tell your mama and them and uh we will see you next time in the year 2024 for my boy ryan i'm matt Burrell. this has been outside the round Come on. Yeah. I ain't never been the kind for staying one place for too long. I ain't never been the best at saying I love you to a girl I